Welcome to Solutions from the Yard, a candid discussion about life behind bars and its effect on society. We'll discuss reintegration or re-entry back into the community post-incarceration. Your host for this episode is Michael Dickerson L. Welcome to Solutions from the Yard, where myself and my three cohorts, Dietrich Trent, Donnell Felder, and Charles Hopkins, come up with solutions for returning and justice-involved citizens. Today's topic is on understanding trauma. And my name is Michael Dickerson, and we're just going to break down some of the things that, uh, you know, us as a people and also returning citizens have trauma from. And, you know, it's very important that we, you know, we understand trauma and it's very important that uh, we learn how to break it down and recognize it. Because when you have, uh, you know, something that's a, a problem or something that's going on with you, and you don't have a diagnosis, it's hard for you to recognize it. So what we want to do here uh, in this show today is, you know, learn how to recognize trauma and how to um, come up with a, pr- a solution to the problem. And uh, our first our first uh, question will be, what is trauma? And trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape or natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Long term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships and even physical symptoms like headaches and nausea. I want each gentleman to give their rendition on what is trauma to them. Mr. Dietrich Trent. Trauma to me is, thank you for passing the mic to me, but trauma trauma to me is an ongoing effect of psychologically, mental, physical uh, abuse, right? And you might don't see, sometimes you ain't going to see the phys- you ain't gonna see the trauma. You know, them them the worst ones that you can't see. You know, and a lot of people can't identify because it's not visual. And that's my definition of trauma, you know, when at the at its worst stage when it's unseen and it's undiagnosed. You know, so yeah, that's 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 my understanding of trauma. And trauma is something that I think that's that a lot of us deny that we're going through in life and try to find other mechanisms to escape trauma. And but the trauma never goes away. It's always sitting there like a bad sore. Right? So, yeah, that's my definition of trauma. Uh, Mr. Trent, uh, I want you to elaborate and personalize something that traumatized you in your life. Last night, man, I was awakened out of my sleep. Is you all right? And I didn't understand that the effect that just touching me because I'm coming from a place of 25 years. You don't touch nobody while they sleep, mm. right? And I didn't know me snapping on my woman and how much effect, how, how, how much trauma I, I was still, I'm still suffering from the trauma of being in prison because I'm sleep. 
you know, you don't touch nobody. You don't bother nobody while they sleep, mm-hmm. especially in prison because, you know, it's, it's, sleep is something that's very sacred, mm-hmm. right? And I snapped, and I got up, man, I, and and that's why I know I'm still suffering from trauma because, you know, what I went to, I went to the coldest spot in my house, and that was in the corner by my closet in my basement, and I slept there all night in the morning, and I and I felt it good, right? But I know that's, that's and, and it was about because she touched me. She woke me from my sleep, right? And I knew that's that's I'm still suffering from being from the trauma, that chronic trauma of being incarcerated and knowing that you don't touch nobody. I ain't used to that, and that's another, and and it's putting a strain on my relationship right now, and I'm trying to deal with it the best best way I can. And I, you know, I'm 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 the one that's not gonna take getting nobody medical line. For it. You know, I'm gonna pray on it, try to find other mechanisms to get uh to escape from it, you know what I'm saying, deal with it, right? But I know that I'm still suffering from chronic trauma from incarceration. And I experienced it last night. And I didn't I wasn't I, I could not go to sleep until I was at that space because it brought me back to being in the cells. I everything was cold. You know, everything cold. I sleep better. I get agitated when the, when it's hot at night. I'm at my worst. I I gotta sleep when it's cold, because that's how. I, for the last twenty five years, you know, everybody know how the prison sales are. Them just it be it be cold, and I experienced down Lawton that trauma of not sleeping on a rock when it's a hundred and something degrees. Hmm. You know, and, and and behind that wall in them cells, and so. I love that's that, and I'm suffering. It got to be cold, and the fact that I can, it's hard for me to explain to people that I'm suffering. That 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 by you touching me takes me back to me in prison. You know, I'm sleep. Don't touch me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard you say, call me. Don't touch me, and it's and it's and that's something I had to deal with. But yeah, I actually experienced it last night, and it, it was ugly, and it was real ugly. And I wasn't happy until I went to go to sleep in that corner, wrapped up with no blanket, no no mattress, no pillow. But I was in a safe space over there mm. to me. Right? That's my story. Mm. Mm, thank you for sharing that, man, because, uh, you know, we all have uh, our experiences, especially um, from prison. You know, and, and that's, that's, that's good that you're expressing that because, you know, one thing about this podcast is that we want to uh, be able to come on here and actually vent, and this is our safe haven, mm-hmm. how we come up with solutions, not just for other people, but for ourselves. So that's very important that, you know, you you know, you know express yourself, and now you know what's, you know where the problem lies at. Now you can come up with a solution. Uh, but Mr. Darnell Field, what is, you know, what's trauma to you? Uh, trauma is uh, uh, some certain type of characteristics that take place within 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 your being, right? So far as uh, depression might come upon you, you might be uh, in, in chronic pain, concentration problems, sleep sleep disorders, and irritability. You know what I'm saying? And and the way that you you try to try to de- you can't really get over it. It's, it's going to happen to you, right? But you got to deal with it on terms the way as though you you got to know that it's a way that you can brace yourself 
and, and try not to let it take over you all the way and whatnot, right? But everybody goes through some type of trauma within their life, you know what I'm saying? And the 30 years that I served in prison, you know, took me through all kinds of depressions, being emotionally disturbed, you know, fear, you know, in ways of feeling though that I'm not going to make it out of prison, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of drama going on in there, a lot of people getting hurt, people getting killed, and all that old stuff, you know. Just the fact that you hear about a brother getting killed within the prison setting is enough, you know, to traumatize you, you know what I'm saying? So, it, uh, you know, it comes in all type of ways and whatnot, you know. That's good. I, I like that what you said because, um, you know, prison is very traumatizing, you know, seeing people get murdered in prison, people uh, getting stabbed to death and, you know, getting assaulted right in front of right. the, the COs and they don't even do nothing about right. it. Yeah, so, yeah, you yeah. know, that really leaves a, a deep stain in, in your mind right. that, man, like it's, it's survival of the fittest. You know, and and you know that's what the traumatizing part is, like how you going to react right. if this situation happened to you, mm -hmm. uh, brother Charles Hopkins. What is trauma to you? Yeah, I, I go back to when, when you were earlier made the observation that you know deal with your emotions and my emotional response, and I'm sitting back thinking about for me is my inability to really process my emotions at given points in time, uh, being locked up a long period of time. I can recall when. This would be an example of trauma for me. I recall that I was at the dentist, and the dentist had told me everything he was going to do in terms of fixing my mouth. And he was a reputable dentist. But because of my inability to emotionally make the connection that I'm out in society and that I'm paying for this service, I'm processing it through that what's going on with my mouth is what the dentist in the prison did. Or, and that I'm at, when I go around there, I'm going to have to go deal with the obstacles that I'm confronted in prison. So in reality, I'm looking at saying, well, I'm going to go around here on Pennsylvania Avenue in Minnesota. And, and uh, if this dude say anything other than fixing my mouth, I'm going back to jail. Because emotionally, I was thinking that he had messed my mouth up. But more importantly, I didn't have no redress and I expected some kind of flat. And my family member told me, said, man, he got to take care of that. You paying for it. And that brought me back to reality. I'm paying for it. But emotionally, emotionally, in, in different intervals, it's hard for me to process emotionally because of my inability to understand the connection between this emotion of long-term imprisonment, the impact, and the effect it had on me. So, yeah, trauma for me is, my, at times, my inability to understand certain situations and understand them on an emotional level. And by the grace of God, I don't react now. I, I try to understand it. I try to process it. Hmm. Um, Mr. Hopkins, uh, um, just briefly, just tell me how, uh, how how many years did you do in prison? I did 48 years. Um, I did almost 50 years in prison. Hmm. And, that, and, and just doing all that time and being institutionalized in and especially being desensitized mm -hmm. to so many things because, you know, we seeing so many horrific things in prison. You start to desensitize yourself to these things and, and you know, you, it, it starts to become a norm. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the dangerous part of this type of trauma because, you know, you, you, you basically told yourself this ain't never happened like it was a dream. That's right. And you desensitize yourself to that. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's just like the Frankenstein monster. That's it's right. just waiting to come and destroy you. Yeah. 
uh, and that, that was that was beautiful, man. Your brothers are elaborating on that. Um, I want to go to the three types of trauma, and we have three classifications of it. And one is acute trauma results from exposure to single overwhelming events. The second is chronic trauma results from extended exposure to traumatizing situations. And the third is complex trauma results from a single traumatic event that is devastating enough to have long lasting effects. And these are the three classifications of it. And you know, and according to the three classifications of trauma, which one can you relate to from your own life experience, Mr. Trent? Well, I could I identify with more than one. Right? Just elaborate, bro. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna elaborate. <laughs> I, I, but I, because I want, I want to let you know, I, I, I experienced with more than one. So chronic trauma is one, like I was speaking on it earlier, and also, also just the, the complex trauma of it, you know, and meaning I notice with me. When speaking to me, I overreact, and overreacting was was a defense mechanism to me growing up in prison. Right? I always say, man, I've ever I've ever be safe this high, mm-hmm. right? So, cause I always seen the first person that react, they always win, mm-hmm. right? And I ain't, I never wanted to be a victim, so that was one of the traumatizing things in my mind. And always I overreact, and I catch myself to now to this day that I can't even have a conversation with my loved ones without overreacting to a simple question. And I don't know why it is, and they always catch me on and tell me that, hey, you, hey man, why, why, why are you overreacting? Mm-hmm. Or why you, why, why you, 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 you know, I just get hyped, right? And I be like, no, I'm not. This just is me, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, no, this is just me. So, I think that I'm, 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 and now I see that I'm having, I'm still, I brought a lot of my trauma home with me and it's still having a lasting effect on me. So that's why I say the complex trauma because it's still having a long lasting effect on me. And I say the chronic trauma because of what I've been through for so long. And it's really, my trauma really started prior to me putting the cuffs on, right? Me growing up in the streets and just being out there and being a product of my environment, not even and not even knowing what I was processing through my eyes and my ears was was going to be was 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 identified as trauma, but I was looking at it as excitement, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened to me in prison. That you know, I was like, okay, this ain't nothing. I'm back in my. I'm back. Okay, this is this is life. I got to deal with it. But it was once again. I was seeing that um, it was what happened. What was happening to me was that unseeable trauma because I didn't see it physically. So I was, I was processing all this, all this as this is how life's supposed to be, mm-hmm. until I was seeing that no man, you're suffering from trauma of being incarcerated for so long and dealing with this unhumane way of living. Right, and now you come out here to society, and I'm trying to still operate and adapt as the same way that I was dealing with trauma. I, I, I 
it happened to me, I let it I take I, I let it go within and I let it explode inside of me. And then like like you said, uh, it be a live t- time bomb because I never know when it's gonna go off. Right. So that's that's the man, that's when it comes to trauma. These are the two ones that I think that really affects me the most because and it affects me in my relationships, especially with the people that's most close to me, because they get to see me in the raw. Mm. Right. So yes, that's 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 what that's my story. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, chronic trauma, man, is is you know when you've been exposed to something for so long, like like you were saying, and like we said earlier, you know, um, you know, you get desensitized, mm-hmm. and you right. don't recognize it because you know, like you say, that's like having fun when drama <laughs> kick off. Oh man, somebody just got to fight, no. You know, somebody about to get stabbed, man. People want to be a witness to it. You <laughs> yeah, want to be right. around to see it happening. You know, and, and the whole time, man, it, it, it's a, it's a lasting effect on you because, you know, for me myself, when I start thinking about, dang, how that guy got stabbed up, I don't want that to ever happen to me. Right. And see, that's when you start getting defensive and all these other mechanisms yeah. start kicking in because you start thinking like, man, I'm sitting there laughing at him, man. I don't want that to happen mm-hmm. to me. So now you just on the fly, like you said, man. Any little thing people say, you get, you know, you get real uh, uh, agitated real quick because you don't even realize that's a part of your defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Felder, um, you know, uh, what, what what types that you suffer from? Uh, it was a multitude of them, man. You know, because you know, being in prison, man. You know, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, you might think that prison is a different setting from being in society, but it, it's really no difference. You know, because everything that's going down in society is going down in the walls. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, it, 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 that's what's happening, right? But the most devastating trauma that I experienced, man, was being in a segregation cell in Polak, Louisiana, right, in 2010, and getting the news, you know, from a rep coming to my cell. I knew my father was ill, right, and he was on his way out, right. You know what I'm saying? But coming the Reverend coming to my cell, right, and try to give me the news, right? And I told him, look, I don't, I don't even want when he when I seen him at the door, I, I bat him down. I didn't want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I already know what the situation was. You know, I had to I had to had to uh had to psycho, psychologically numb myself. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To deal with that pain, that hurt, right? From losing my father by being in the cell, not being able to walk around and get it all the way off, you know what I'm saying? So I just balled myself up and numb myself and had to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't want to talk to Reverend. He wanted to give me a phone call. I don't want all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna deal with this on my own. You know, so this is my loved one. You know, ain't nothing you can do really to really, you know, bring me back around. You know, from the feeling that I'm feeling right now. You know what I'm saying? So it was irrelevant for him to come to my cell. You know, come to my door. You know, that was the most devastating trauma that I really, you know, even the other things that you seen inside the walls, man, that 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 traumatized. It's always gonna be a lasting effect on you. You know, because you went through it. You know, and for a long time. You know what I'm saying? You know, man, man in jail thirty years, man. You know, imagine emotional, you know, stress mm-hmm. and stuff that you went through by dealing with the COs and you know other 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 dudes from different set, all kinds of stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just a sad situation, man. You know, it has it has a, a major effect on, on on your your mental your mental state of being. You know what I'm saying? But I tried to humble myself, you know, and take it in, like I say, and just numb myself, right, and just deal with the pain, man, and take it all in, you know, and work it out, man. Yeah, because that's that's a, that's a, a, a great definition of acute trauma. Because you know it was an event that was so overwhelming. Right. You, you know, know, 
it was either it was kind of like the flight or fight theory, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Either you're going to fight or you're going to flight, and what, what happened with you? You just shut down all the way, man. You know, and, and that's that's you know that's that's, a, that's one of the uh, symptoms of PTSD is when you just shut down and you just become numb to certain things right. that's traumatizing. Mm-hmm. It just don't even affect you anymore. But that's the that's the best way I've seen to do with it though. I'm saying ain't nothing to reverend, nothing he can really tell me about you know my father. You know what I'm saying? You don't give me no call to, to to try to get me to come out. I'm gonna come around on my own, man. You know what I'm saying? I told mm-hmm. him I said, sir, I don't need you. You know, I already know the situation, man. I thank you for coming to my cell. But you know, have a good day, man. You know, I went back to my cell, man. Mm-hmm. And dealt with the pain on my own. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about uh uh what Daniel was saying. I'm looking at chronic for me because I did I got caught up in the joint, and I wound up in Supermax. I did four and a half years in Supermax, and it's six of us, it's 12 of us on the pod. And the average person, when I, before I got on there, was on there for like two years. So it already let me know that I'm going to be there at least five years. But the but the, the sensitization that you talked about, Mo, is what I really could see because all the drama that went on emotionally, uh, being you, you in the cell twenty four seven, you know, uh, guys, you know they, they, their reality becomes so blurred. They look at TV, you know, they start debating about whether or not Wendy Williams is a man or not, and to the point where they get ready to want to kill each other, and then you know, then you know, dude get mad at you because you ain't uh, come out the shower fast enough. So it's a, a, and over and over and over and over again. And I was saying to myself, I said, man, if I get out of here in, mentally in one piece, it'll be a miracle. And I got out of there, and when I got out of, when I got out of prison, that's the first thing I did was get mental health. I, got, I, got, I hooked up with a, a mental health specialist and let him unpack a lot of the things that was going on because I recognized that I had a, a situation with uh, processing traumatic events in my life, and now I'm in society. How I'm a process this continuum because it's ongoing. Definitely, you know, I can, I can, I can, I for real, I can relate to all three of them, <laughs> you know, because I had, you know, I had deaths in the family, um, you know, uh, seeing, you know, my first time ever seeing an individual murdered, uh, you know, a few of my comrades, you know, stabbed the guy sixty five times in front of the police. Right in front of them, and they didn't even do nothing to stop it. And you know, and, and I, I watched them the whole uh, dorm watched them stab this guy sixty five times. And uh, you know, that was the first time I ever actually seen a person murdered in my life, hmm. and I was in prison. And that was that was one thing that was extremely traumatizing to me. And uh, you know, and you know, me being sh- I got shot before at point blank range. That was something that was very traumatized because, you know, whenever I even think about pain, the pain that I went through, whenever I think about pain, I start to like get real jittery and sweating. And I'd be I'd just be ready to just lash out whenever mm. I even think about pain. Mm. So I could kind of relate to when you was talking about the dentist. Man, when I go to the dentist, man, just the thought of them keep sticking them needles in my mouth and drilling and it just pain just automatically uh, uh, just excites me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's something that I can really relate to and, and understand how, you know, how important it is to recognize trauma. Um, 
Our next question is, how did it affect you and what are the triggers of it? Mr. Trent. How did it affect me? It's funny that you, that you say how did it affect me. And I didn't even know I was affected because my whole thing was my saying when I went to prison was, uh, let me come out of here as I came in. And I was speaking only on a physical being, right? I didn't even know nothing about, I was 16 years old. I ain't know nothing about no mental health, right? Or I would be exposed to some type of chronic trauma or any of this nature. That wasn't in my vocabulary. It wasn't even my thinking. Where I'm coming from, when I, I, I watched my mother raise all her kids and I never seen her cry, Right? Now as I'm now as I'm educated and older, honest she was desensitizing herself. So I was only being taught from my mother how to desensitize myself as as I move forward in my life. So when I went to prison, I was already ready how to, you know, to numb myself to certain situations. So and being in that, in that environment, like you said, the violence, it was it was like, okay, I'm back in it. Excite me, right? And I didn't know the effect to it till I got home. I didn't know. I didn't know that I was suffering from mental health and physical, I mean, and uh, uh, chronic trauma until I got released when I was breaking out in cold sweats in the middle of the night, the whole bed wet for no reason. I'm, I, I'm you know, people had, rec- my, my woman recorded me, told me, you know, saying things in my sleep. And I'm like, what? Hmm. That, and I think back to this now, and I say, "This is this, I, I you know these are the trauma. I'm, I'm suffering from trauma because I don't know how to let things go. Right? That's and then, you know, like you say, I got it. Got to keep going. It got to keep going. I don't know how to to uh, to uh, 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 communicate properly. I didn't know. I and, and these are things I'm still learning and." learning how to deal with this trauma. You know, when you just told me that you went, that was one of the first things that you did when you went and got mental health, you know, I'm like, wow. That's a scary thing because I don't want nobody to try to tell me how, what's, uh, you know, what's telling me what's going on in my mind. Right. Right? So that's mainly my, my thing. So my triggers, it, it just, I don't, it, it affected me in so many ways, but trigger, what, what triggers me is, uh, anything. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Anything, right. cause I don't anything right. is any any and everything That's could right. trigger me. So I don't. I can't pinpoint one in one in thing that, that that could trigger me. But I think just life in general, it could just something that just jump out that would trigger me. And I do. I can say this. I do argue with a lot of the, the shows when it comes to prison on TV. I don't like watching prison shows. I don't like none of that. And I don't like, I just can't watch it, but I do catch myself watching podcasts about prison. <laughs> right? But I don't want to watch it on TV, so yes. Okay, that was that was good, you know, because, you know, some of the triggers, man, they might be excited from, from sights, sounds, smells, and touch. So, uh, you know, some anything can basically trigger you. You know, you might smell some food that smell like some jailhouse food. You automatically <laughs> yes. go off the fly, you know. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Field, uh, uh, 
You know, how did uh, trauma affect you, and what are some of the triggers to you? Uh, like I said, it, it, it affected me in, in a many ways, man. You know, uh, psychological, uh, uh, mentally, I mean, you know, to where so, you know, the numbness that I had to hold in throughout the course of the 30 years that I've served time, right? Uh, and to come home to the, to the love and support of my family that I know was always there for me throughout the whole conservation, but, you know, but, but, but it, it's still a, a difference in, in, in the love that they show you within being in, in prison and upon you coming home, right? The, 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 the love and, and while you've been in, incarcerated, like for the 30 years that I did, you know, you felt it, but you didn't really want to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not able to enjoy it in such a fast, in a physical fa- aspect of it, right? You know, like you really wanted to. Not even even when you had a visit and whatnot. You know, it's all right, but it's going to come a point in time when your family going to leave. The love going to leave you. You know what I'm saying? And that's a numbing, that's a numbing, trauma, traumatizing experience in itself. You know what I'm saying? So upon me coming home and seeing my family, my nieces and my nephews, you know, it just, every time I see them, I just felt obligated to, to do something for them, you know? And my brother used to tell me, man, you, you, you can't save the world. But I'm like, home, this is my family, home. You know, I've been gone away from them, man, you know? And I felt, you know, that it's my obligation to do, give them the love and support that I have for them. Uh, Mr. Hopkins, uh, what, are, what are some of the effects and, and what are your triggers from trauma? The effects for me is I isolate. And uh, the triggers for me is when people, if I, if I sense that you be look, like you looking down on me or you talking down or you, or you like oversensitizing me, you know, like you real sensitive or you don't understand what I'm going on. I had a family member say, or the, when I got out, say the way we don't have to treat them is like a newborn baby. That's retarded to say that I don't have the, I'm, that my mental capabilities is that of a newborn baby. Think about that. A newborn baby don't have no way of understanding nothing. And, but that's how they took that. And so when, when they started doing those things, I isolate. To this day, I don't talk to my family to this day because of that, the build of that. And it's wrong. I might have to rectify it, but that's that trauma. Oh, well, that's the ending of our show tonight. And I just want to thank the brothers for, you know, elaborating on, on the traumas and understanding trauma. And I hope, hope you all got something out of that. So until next time, peace. You've been listening to Solutions from the Yard. This podcast is presented by Voices for a Second Chance, a comprehensive re-entry program that provides culturally appropriate, trauma-informed, gender-specific, and peer-based services. For more information, go to info at vscdc.org or visit our website at www.vscdc.org.